It's now time for the Beef Market Update here on Real Ag Radio. And joining me for the Beef Market Update, like she does every two weeks, it's Ann Wasco of the Gateway Livestock Exchange. How's it going today, Ann? I am great, Sean. How are you today? Well, I'm fresh off a trip to Brandon, Manitoba. I'm, I'm doing great. I was, uh, I was over Good. there in Semmental country, as I like to call it. Okay. And you've come back to the windy country. Uh, no kidding. Boy, so much for the snow mm. that we had. So much for the snow. Yeah. It's, uh, wow. Our, our farmyard is like a skating rink. Somebody was talking yesterday, you should pull up the skates and you could skate home for lunch. But Yeah, uh, not, yeah be careful. Wear your helmet. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. And uh, the Beef Market Update is brought to you by Farm Credit Canada, FCC, advancing the business of agriculture. Okay, let's get to it. we got lots of stuff to discuss here. This was a week where we saw interest rates go up a quarter point, Bank of Canada making that decision. We're looking at a situation, depending on who you talk to, we could see interest rates going up one or two more times this year. That's an increase in cost for consumers. Should we be concerned that this could potentially have an impact on beef demand in Canada, or is it just too early to speculate? Well, I think it's it's too early to speculate at this point in time, but we all are you know, extremely acutely aware of how good demand was in 17, and a lot of that has to do, obviously, with how our Canadian consumers and consumers abroad for Canadian beef are, are feeling about their, their pocketbook, their finances, all the rest of it. So it's, it's, it's hugely important as time goes along, but as we've said many times, demand's a whole bunch easier to assess and, and analyze in the rearview mirror, but uh, things like that if, that affect interest rates, for example, and and uh, debt and all the rest of it that are going to ex- potentially impact consumers' pocketbooks. Those are the kind of things that uh, that we do need to be aware of for sure. And you know, we are seeing lower bids for fat cattle this week compared to last week. But overall, due to that really really strong basis, the the local market in Canada has been has has been I don't know how you describe it. It's it's been okay. Yeah, it, it'll be an interesting week. We have not traded in the U.S. yet, as you as you well know, or when when we're uh, at this point in time. But uh, they could actually trade higher. But here in Western Canada, we have been trading at this uh, pretty lofty level vis-a-vis the U.S. So that's what we call a strong basis. Now this week's trade does look like it's going to be anywhere from one to four dollars lower, uh, live back into the low one sixties for us uh, in Alberta. But that still, Sean, is um, you know historically. A uh, probably um, anywhere between a positive eight and a positive ten basis, uh, uh, less than last week for sure, but uh, still a very strong basis. And and given the strength, we've got a Canadian dollar sitting up over eighty cents. Uh, again, given that scenario versus where we were, say this time last year, I think we had about a seventy-five cent dollar to start off twenty seventeen. You know, s- significant changes, but we're still looking at an extremely strong albeit lower this week, but extremely strong local market. Okay, so that's the local market. Let's focus a little bit more on issues outside of our country. And we are sort of, the clock is ticking here on TPP 11 and whether or not Canada will be a part of it. Exports, once again, we we got the November uh, 2017 export numbers out for beef and for pork. And once again, we're reminded why exports are so important, Anne. Yeah, yeah, and I, I don't think um, you got to remind Canadian uh, beef or pork producers, for that matter, of, of that one too much. Uh, on average, uh, over the last uh, number of years, uh, Canadian beef and cattle exports would make up over half of our of our total production. So we we know what side the bread is buttered on, and and therefore how important trade and and getting you know some positive progress in 
in TPP and NAFTA are, are you know, at the top of mind for, for everybody. Every meeting I go to, that's the, the number one thing that, uh, that comes up. But November, just talking about, you know, actual data that did come out, November was a great month for Canadian beef exports. Uh, November 17 versus the same month back in, in uh, 16, we were actually up 18% in tonnage. And we were up to all of our key markets, the U.S., Japan, China, Hong Kong, Mexico. So um, year-to-date for the entire year, we're sitting up 6%. But wow, ending 2017 or close to ending 17, November was a fantastic month. It's definitely a smaller market for us. But if you look at place, we're, in, we're increasing sales to places like the Philippines. We're up 130% on a kilogram basis year-to-date yeah. as of the end of November. So we're, we're also working on accessing some other markets as well, which is, which is very, very encouraging. Yes. And that's what TT really, you know, kind of brings to, to head is that uh, we've, we've got some, you know, excellent opportunities into those Asian countries that uh, many are part of that deal. We're going to get to the rest of Ananias' discussion, Five Rivers Feed Yard Sale for $200 million, as well as what we can expect from the Canadian dollar. But first, a word from our sponsor. My grandpa had this place. I remember being here as a kid, helping grandpa with his cows. Now I'm here, my kids are helping me. It's a dream for me, and dreams don't happen being lucky. They happen with a lot of passion, a lot of hard work, and a lot of inspiration. We live it and we breathe it. This farm's everything. I'm Kent Barrett, and I'm proud to be an Alberta rancher. From all of us at Farm Credit Canada, thanks for making Canadian agriculture so amazing. Okay, we're back. This is the bonus, and this is going to be a little bit of fun. I like this is uh, I like this little bonus conversation we have, not limited by time, like we are on on the radio show. So, one of the big pieces that came out this weekend was this Five Rivers feedlot sale. It's it's a le- it's the largest cattle feeder in the world. JBS selling it because they have to raise cash to pay some of these fines that have has to do with some of their well unruly business behaviors. It's it's eleven feedlots. 980,000 head-on feed. There's yards in Arizona, Colorado, Idaho, Kansas, Oklahoma, and Texas. What did you think when you What you think when you saw this sale? Well, I, I don't think the industry is going to be overly surprised. I mean, there's been um, a it's been for sale for you know like sometime since uh, mid part of '17. Um, we knew that it would get moved. They certainly you know were indicating they wanted to move all the U.S. operations uh, in one in one package not break them up and so that that was going to take a little more time and 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 the talk of an investment company um uh being part of or, or being on the on the buying side of the equation you know those stories have been tumbling around out there for quite some time so now the deal's done um or basically mostly done i guess maybe some you know dot i's and cross t's scenario but uh the fact uh is that most of that news has been in the market or out there and i think the market itself is uh, going to look at it as, okay, this is uh, something we'll move on with. Um, they're going to continue to operate. Uh, they're stating really no changes. And, and so the market itself, I think, is, is going to take this one just in stride. And, and it's, again, good to have a deal done rather than sitting out there wondering what's going to happen next, right? Yeah, it seems, you know, one of the things I've been sort of surprised about is, you know, in JBS making the sale, with all of the uncertainty that people have been talking about, with the NAFTA renegotiation. We even heard when the Bank of Canada raised rates this week, even the Bank of Canada referenced the uncertainty of NAFTA as they look ahead to the rest of of this year. We really haven't heard a lot of, well, you know, if we don't have NAFTA, 
our Packers are in jeopardy. We, that 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 talk has really never entered, which I think is really encouraging. That uh, in this case, where there's no smoke, where there's no smoke, there's no fire. It, it does appear that, for at least for this time, those two Packers are quite settled here in Canada. Yeah, and I and again, I think that was kind of uh, well stated at the beginning that um, this this was going to be a, a feedlot sale, and and really the the packing plants didn't come into that discussion really much at all beyond what was going on in Brazil. So, um, again, I think there was some clarity, and that was good that the clarity was there um, so that there's not that, uh, oh, my goodness, are we going to lose a Packer over this kind of deal? So that kind of has not been been part of it, thank goodness. Uh, financially, how, how are the Packers making out right now? We've had a very current market, uh, lots of demand from the consumer. Have they been uh, opportunistic in, in taking advantage? Well, not when I say taking advantage, I don't mean that in a negative sense. But have they been making a margin in the last uh, few months? Well, certainly U.S. Packers, um, data is a little little easier to get your hands on uh, south of the border. So U.S. Packers certainly have been profitable uh, all through 17. It's going to go down as probably one of their best years on average ever um, and started 18 the same way. So, again, more cattle available uh, south of the border. Um, beef demand and exports have been good. And so that scenario has kept them moving, moving more beef at higher prices. So that's, that's going to be a profitable scenario. Cattle um, feedlots in, on both sides of the, the border are still profitable as well. We've had this rally in prices. Uh, we know eventually we're going to get into some cattle that are probably going to see some, some negative margins. But here today, as we close out cattle right now, we've got feedlots also profitable. So it, that's a good scenario. And we've been running in that kind of uh, mainstay here for, for many months now. Yeah. Well, and finally, you, you mentioned the Canadian dollar earlier. I, I talked to Craig Clemmer from Farm Credit Canada on Thursday, and, and he mentioned that they're sort of pegging the dollar at 80 cents. If if we could find some stability at that point, that would definitely give some uh, assurances to producers of not being volatile. But I, I read another report yes, late last night where people, uh, somebody had predicted that it was really going to bounce around in 18, which uh, definitely speaks to needing to do some hedging. Well, you know, the 80 cent mark, I guess, if we've got some stability, that is good because it's the instability that causes uh, headaches for those that are, you know, trying to sell or buy cattle on a, on a regular basis. But uh, the bounce around part, I mean, that's what we've become pretty accustomed to, volatility, you know, not just in, in the uh, Canadian dollar, but uh, certainly in most of the commodities that we're dealing with today. So, again, just that volatility in itself in the markets just, just leads one or lends one to... Uh, uh, lean the direction of uh, being proactive on the risk management side. And, and again, uh, you start to see that uh, through many faucets of the business uh, from right from the packing level right on down to the cow-calf level. Well, with volatility comes opportunity, right? Yeah. <laughs> you like that? Perfect. Perfect oh, lead-in. That. That's Perfect. a great way to end the paper. <laughs> that, was good. that was good. <laughs> okay, and have yourself, a, have yourself a great weekend, okay? Okay, you too, Sean. Thanks. You can catch Ann Wasco on realagriculture.com. Every two weeks, I want to thank Farm Credit Canada for being the sponsor of today's Beef Market Update podcast.